Traveler, we're alive from the apocalypse. Well, hello there. Welcome on back. It's your Academy Age storyteller, Will, here introducing another exciting, action packed episode of our Masks Actual Play podcast, Academy H. Once again, kind of. That's because the episode you're about to listen to is part three of our interlude story, Fallen Stars, which features the same cast you know and love playing some of the most terrifying, unsettling, and delightful monsters ever to be featured in a Live from the Apocalypse production. And trust me when I say, that is saying something. Speaking of which, Live from the Apocalypse is a not-for-profit TTRPG studio that makes actual play content like the podcast you're about to listen to to raise money for nonprofits, aid organizations, and other important causes like that. And if you want to support our work or check out any of the other shows that we make, you can do that at twitch.tv slash live from the apocalypse, which is where we do the majority of our fundraising and all of the streaming. As a matter of fact, if you are listening to this day of, we are recording two new episodes of Academy H tonight at 6pm Eastern Standard Time, as well as raising money for Doctors Without Borders. If you've got some free time, we'd love to have you stop by, hang out with us, and see how the show gets made. I would also be remiss if I didn't mention that Fallen Stars uses the wonderful Fist system by Claymore RPGs, and you can find more information about them down in the show notes. You might be able to recognize some familiar faces in this episode. There's a lot of nods to some beloved NPCs. And if you can spot them all, well, I can't give you anything except my respect and admiration, which you already have. So, victory is its own reward. Pun not intended. But all that being said, I think that's everything that I have to talk about. I'm going to let you get right into part three of our interlude story, Fallen Stars. Enjoy. There's a man bleeding out on the floor. You were all standing around. A pall has fallen over. All of the conversation, a hush. No one is speaking. The music has stopped playing. And after a few more seconds, the piano music resumes. People turn away. They start chatting to each other again. A few people in those same jackets move across the room and gather up the body and start dragging it out. They bring a bag with them that they unzip move the body into, and then close up. And behind the four of you, your erstwhile guide, Sinner, clears his throat. Um, I have a question. Um, so is it like Kingside with like an S, or like Kingside with a C? Excellent question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand the reference better. Sinner will give the slightest narrowing of his eyes and say, you can follow me. That That wasn't an answer. He will turn away and start walking. I'm I'm just I'm just trying to understand the bit. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I bet you it's with a with an S, because if it was a C, why would wouldn't he just be regicide? That was kind of my thinking. Like I feel like it's not supposed to be with a C. And I get that with like like with an S, it's like a chess thing, maybe, but I don't know. Like it just seems like it seems like kind of a deep cut. Either way is what I'm saying. You know what? Us, we have an icebreaker. Sinners was with an S, so if it's similar, it would also be with an S. A similar is spelled with an S, so that could be true. Maybe they just hate C's on this island. But, but the whole thing is surrounded by C. How can they hate it? <laughs> These are the jokes. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave on the best bit, and then we follow Sinner. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a fantastic start. So you follow after Sinner, who will lead you away from the party through a set of swinging double doors that have portholes set into them. And out of the atrium that has been set up for this party and into what is clearly a more 
practical section of this complex. You realize you're kind of in a different atrium, and you can see a lot of different entrances and exits branching off from here. You can see a set of metal stairs that lead up to what looks like an observation deck. There is a large metal door that you can tell it would normally slide up. It is currently all the way down and presumably locked. There are faded, peeling letters over top of it that read hangar. You see a few other hallways branching off from here with similar peeling letters above them that read things like dormitories, laboratory, galley, that sort of thing. Is this stylistic weathering or is this just shows that the facility's been use, in use for a while? I wouldn't call it stylistic weathering. You know from the outside that the facility looked abandoned. It looked like it was in a state of decay, and it looks like while they have cleaned up and fixed up the atrium for the party... They haven't updated the building itself. Hipster mad scientists these days buying their lairs pre-distressed at Old Navy. <laughs> yeah, it's bespoke. Okay, that makes sense, because I had kind of taken the way the outside looked to be more like purposeful camouflage, but if the rest of it looks like this, then it's more likely that they they recently moved in like a hermit crab into the shell. Unspeakable sins. <laughs> and speaking of unspeakable <laughs> sins, Sinner doesn't say anything, but he does point to the hallway that reads dormitories over it. So is it like first come, first serve? Or? You may not need to be here long enough to rest, but you should look you up and down, clean yourselves up. Oh, uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, hang, hang on just a second. And Ossuary will remove his skin and will kind of hand it kind of limply over in the direction of Sinner and kind of gesture and be just like, do you think, is there a place where I can get this like dry clean, Hoss? <laughs> Sorrow snatches the skin and it's going to go into the bathroom to look for a sink because she's just going to dunk it. She's very excited. Okay. <laughs> this is secretly something she's wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since she figured out he could do that. See, we're a pretty <laughs> tight-knit team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I feel thoroughly exfoliated. All right. I don't know where to go from here. You maybe see Sinner suppress a shudder. It's hard to say. But he will not linger much longer after that. He will leave as quickly as possible. All right, everybody, clean up. We're going to leave with our best feet forward. We really want to impress these guys, you know? I, th I think we did. He seemed he seemed very impressed. I mean, I feel I felt like the goal was to make an impression. Yeah, I mean, who can take their skin off? That was amazing. You all are making excellent points. I'm proud of us. I am going to shower. We are really <laughs> nailing this, guys. <laughs> I imagine it's like... It's like a dormitory, and then it's like one of those bathrooms where there's just like a row of sinks. And Lasara's just sitting there scrubbing the skin, and she just goes, People always say that they want their party to be one that people always remember. I think we are helping with that. I agree. Also, oh, do they have bath salts in here? <laughs> they do, but they're only for eating. <laughs> just a candy dish. <laughs> I swear he did not specify to what purpose. Just wringing out your skin like the dish towel. You hear the shower turn on, but even over the steam and the water, you just hear. <sighs> okay. We'll be fine. 
I think Watcher <laughs> looks over at the sorrows and just goes, mm -hmm. Seed said that they were proud of us, but then they sighed. What do you think that means? They are overwhelmed with the responsibility that they have of taking care of us. I don't know if I would say that she's overwhelmed. I mean, she's real good under pressure. But I mean, you know, there's a stressful situation with the island and the dinosaur and the us. He's underwhelmed with us. Okay. Yeah, right. I think that's fair. I, I can hear <laughs> all of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you need to, do you need to shower in, in silence? We can be quiet. You know what? Yes. I, I 30 seconds. If we could 30 brief seconds. <laughs> And then you hear what sounds like during those 30 seconds, which just sounds like someone slamming their forehead against the shower stall door. And then after that 30 seconds, the shower turns off and Seed walks back out, still in their clothes. The clothes are dry somehow, but then they are all smiles. Hey, let's go out there and show them what we bring to the table, huh? That sounds good. I swear, put your skin back on. It's mostly dry. Oh, it's got that new skin smell. Thank you, Soros. And also in this bathroom, you would now probably notice that on one wall across from the sinks, you see a series of kind of like cubbies and they have little portholes of their own that let you see beyond. There are little doors and a few knobs and switches on them. There are instructions on a panel set on one side of this row. And looking at those instructions, it tells you that this is some kind of advanced dry cleaning system and that if you would like to you are welcome to take your clothes costumes what have you put them in here it'll rapidly clean your stuff and then you should be good to go there would also be an addendum that says additional lotus group uniforms are available and then it gives like a room number cool watcher just starts taking their clothes off yeah because that's clearly what's supposed to happen Oswari is going to be sweeping all of the bathroom accoutrement, bath salts, shampoos, complimentary little soaps into a rucksack. Oz, hmm? leave one for the next person. Okay, sure. No, I just thought, you know, maybe we could use these later. <laughs> we don't know how often they restock. We don't want to be rude to our hosts. You know, that's fair. He puts one of the little soaps that look like candies, but are not candies, back onto the dish. Nailed it, brother. Anything's a candy if you try hard enough. Anything can be candy once. <laughs> once. The sorrows just kind of like excuses themselves back towards where the showers are. They don't turn the showers on. They just cough repeatedly. Bunch of spiders. And the spiders come down and they do a quick vacuum sweep of the clothes. <laughs> come back. Swallow all of my spiders whole. Is the hair okay? You've never looked better. Thank you. I do miss when I was taller. Well, I mean, if this goes well, we might be able to find you someone tall. Maybe someone who didn't have their neck broken so they don't have to wear so many high-collared things. We can try that. You know, we can find you someone taller, someone who's a baller, someone who wish they knew a girl so they could call her. Big house, five cars. <laughs> We were off to a fantastic start. Um, and on and on that note, actually, before we go anywhere else, is there any way that Oswari can gain access to the inner workings of the dry cleaning machine? <laughs> that my clothes are in? I'm a little concerned about this. <laughs> when they're done. I'm sorry, I, I heard Saro say that they got dressed. I assumed that I assumed the dry cleaning was done. 
So once Watcher's clothes are done, Ossuary would like to attempt to gain access to the dry cleaning machine. There's a little ding. Watcher, your clothes are in fact completed. They have been cleaned. Incredible. They will get dressed. <laughs> Ossuary, you can do this. I will need you to make a roll, of course. This would be tactical, I believe. Because operating machinery, hacking into a database, that sort of thing. Yeah, hack into the dry cleaner. Essentially. Uh, well, that is boxcars. I hack it so good. Amazing. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So it's a critical success, which means that you are going to get a spectacular added bonus. But first, I need to know what the fuck you're trying to do. <laughs> what I am actually attempting to do is I'm attempting to gain access to the inside so that I can potentially see if there are any reservoirs of dry cleaning chemicals contained within and jack those and put those into the same duffel bag as all of the aforementioned bathtub accoutrement. Or if it's just lines leading to a central reservoir, if I can siphon off some containers of those for mischief to be done later. Absolutely. Not only do you get access to all of the dry cleaning chemicals, I will let you decide what those chemicals even are. I don't actually know in real life what dry cleaning chemicals are, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get as many chemicals together later so that I can potentially use them for Aus-themed mayhem. Just start spitting out Tide Pods. <laughs> Which plan is that? Because spitting spiders is still plan F. <laughs> Speaking of candy that you can only eat once. It's full of Tide Pods. I thought you were going to say spiders. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat spiders way more than once. Uh, you can dismantle the back panel of one of these dry cleaning units and reach through. And you can kind of just pull out these big plastic tubs of chemicals. As long as I am in there, could I possibly also rip out part of the control panel that I could potentially use as like, say, like a makeshift detonator at some point? You got boxcars. So, yes. Cool. So you, you just now have a rucksack that I guess you're carrying around with you full of bath salts and soap and chemicals and a control panel. Mm -hmm. Very cool. You are all clean at this point. You've freshened up. What would you like to do now? You have basically been given no other instructions. You weren't even really instructed to do this and are just kind of took you back here and was like, hey, maybe clean yourselves up. We're here to collect information. Let's meet some people. Let's shake some hands, kiss some babies. Babies? I didn't see any babies. I guarantee you there's at least one evil boss baby with the Lotus group. I have money riding on this, actually. And if we don't find the evil baby, that doesn't mean I lose this bet. Okay? Can we all agree that the evil baby might just not be attending? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, If your bet is with Masterson, you're not getting your money back. He doesn't. He doesn't pay. Okay, so after this, we're going to go back and rob Masterson to keep our cover. Sound good? Yeah. I don't know if I'm good with that. You can stay in the car. Yeah, you, you are. Congrats. You are getaway. Okay. Uh, and I guess we head back. I head back. I, I don't want to speak for everybody else. Cool. So nobody is putting on one of the Lotus Group uniforms. You're all basically keeping on your previously established outfits. Are those jackets there? Yeah, that's basically what it was alluding to. Okay, I, I will put a jacket over my outfit, but I won't put on anything else with it. Okay, I will give you this bit of information. The jackets you have only seen being worn by staff. So like people that are like serving drinks and things like that at the party are wearing those jackets. But of the people standing around enjoying them and having the conversations, you haven't really seen many of them wearing them. 
Then I will turn my jacket inside out like Will Smith did when he went to the boarding school in Fresh Prince and it had all the bright colors. Which this does, obviously. It's just stitched with a paisley lining inside of it. So, uh, <laughs> got that going for you. Which is nice. It's nice. It's nice. And the rest of you are dressed more unobtrusively and you can head back out to the party. As you are heading back out of the dormitory area, or at least the hallway that is labeled as such, you would all notice the staircase that leads up to the observation deck through the windows of said observation deck, banks of computer terminals. Just giving you that information. On the observation deck? Yes. So basically from this like atrium type of area that you are currently in, as you leave the, the hallway that has been labeled dormitories, You see that staircase leading up to the observation deck, and in that observation deck, you can tell that there are basically like computers, presumably databases, things like that, up there. You don't have to do anything with that. You can just go back to the party. So as you move through the atrium and back out onto the floor where the party is happening, it is as if nobody was ever shot in the head. People are standing around. They are enjoying drinks. They are enjoying conversation. People in those jackets are carrying trays, handing out those drinks and snacks. What would you like to do? Sarah's is just going to kind of amble towards where some of the uh, some of their spiders were left off so towards like the drink table I was going to say I think if I remember correctly you put them on the underside of where the punch bowl is yes one of them's up in like a corner one of them is in like a little punch bowl I don't remember where the third one got off to the third one got off to your discretion (laughs) good to know so yeah I'm going to go towards the punch bowl spider Casual. Get something to drink. The rest of you are following the sorrows or doing something else? I'm going to go mingle with the most evil scientist looking people here. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to walk around until somebody invites me into a conversation, probably because they notice the wings. And Oswari, what are you doing with your giant rucksack? I am actually, as we are entering into the atrium, I am going to be finding a spot that I can kind of stow it. You know, now that this is a, this is a much more visually busy space, obviously with the like lots of tables, lots of people mingling around. There's like greenery and such in here. So finding a place that I can surreptitiously stash the rucksack or while I'm doing it, trying to see if I can case the place for obvious surveillance, human or otherwise. Uh, Roll reflexive. I'm sorry, not reflexive. Roll tactical again and tactical. That is a eight. So with an eight, you can find a place to stash your bag. There is a large wall of ivy and you realize that it is basically a curtain and if you move some of the vines to the side you can find a little alcove type spot where you can stash your bag the complication as you are doing that is that as you are stashing it you are going to hear a voice behind you that says so what uh model is it When you turn around, you see somebody standing there. He is bald, his head is shaved, and he is very jacked. And he is wearing a lot of olive green clothes that are vaguely military in cut and design. 
there is a big letter B on one side of his chest, kind of uh, almost spray painted onto the shirt. He has one of those sort of uh, brimmed Australian hats with like one side folded up and a feather sticking out of it. He's very tan. So we get a sense of what specifically he was asking about the model of? You get the impression he was asking about your bag. Uh, honestly, I, I didn't get like a, a number on it. Honestly, it's just something I got off of Rothko. Uh, like, you know, uh, some guys I know, we got sort of a, a bulk shipping situation with them. And honestly, you know, because it's going to get a lot of great gear for a pretty bargain price, honestly. Nar, yeah, I'm familiar. He will extend a hand, kind of help you up from where you're kneeling. You want to be careful with it, though. People are going to think you're being suspicious. Just leaving bags unattended all around like that. I mean, hey, you know, you never can't be too careful, though. That's what I always say. What's your name, friend? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Oss. Nice to meet you. Not like Aussie, you know, like, I know that that's kind of more your thing. Like Oss, like Ossuary is like my full thing. You know, a bunch of people call me Oss. No, that's, that's great. They call me Bushwhacker. Oh, no, yeah, I get it from the, the B. Yeah, no, I guess they know that makes sense. Yeah. Yep, that's, uh, it is what that's from. Yeah. So. So what's, uh, what your, your whole thing aside from like, you know, like whacking bushes? Pauses for a second. Looks you up and down like he's trying to decide if you're making fun of his name in a way that probably a lot of people have. <laughs> and then eventually just sort of shakes his head. Isn't that always the question with Ossuary? <laughs> how much of it is a bit? How much of it is him actually being kind of dumb? Even he is not always sure. 100%. He gives you a long look and then he kind of shakes his head like he's shaking off the cobwebs or, or deciding something and says, no, yeah, I'm guess I'm a bit of a like a survivalist. That's sort of my whole thing. A, a big rucksack guy, which is why I asked. Living in the wilderness and, um, you know, sometimes I have like wild animals that'll turn loose on people to attack them and things like that and then like hunting people for sport mostly hunting humans for sport that's kind of like my main thing i guess you could say if ossuary registers that he doesn't show it just kind of shakes his hand and is kind of like giving us a quick up and down to bushwhacker's physique in a way that he kind of does with a with a lot of people he you know he he checks out skeletal structures a lot and in so doing, kind of like getting the cut of his uniform and just like, uh, so I'm guessing what, uh, like Aussie Special Forces Z unit, something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, no, actually, no, I'm just sort of uh, an enthusiast, I guess. Okay. No, that's cool. That's cool, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, once you've hunted for, uh, a human being for sport once you sort of, well, in my case, you know, you, you sort of developed a passion for it. And, um, you know, they say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's the philosophy that I try to live by. So mostly, yeah, that's just kind of what I do for fun. Oh, no, yeah, no, that's fair. Not like, you know, killing people. That's that's pretty cool. I'm, I've, I've killed some people. I don't know if I love it, but, you know, I guess I always kind of heard the opposite. It's like, you know, hey, if you're good at something, never do it for free. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I have been paid to hunt people. I don't always do it for sport. Sometimes I do it for pay. It was like, okay, so, so it's for fun and profit. I guess is what you're saying. Okay. No, the, I, feel, I feel like there's like a seminar in that. Like, are they doing like panels or anything at this whole at this whole shindig? Oh, you've read my book. 
you know, I haven't, but, uh, you know, hey, if you got a copy of it, you know, hey, yeah, no, I, I would look for something to, like, read in, like, my hotel room or something, like, on the flight back, maybe. Yeah, no, I don't have a copy on me, but they did let me set up a table oh. in the uh, main atrium, so if you want to check that out, you can go do that. Uh, oh, no, yeah, sure, can you show me where that is? Yeah, I'll show you where it is right now. It's called Hunting People for Sport and Profit. You know, I'd be happy to sign it for you if you'd like. Well, you know, he's going to follow him over to that table, visibly away from where he stashed the stuff, trying to simultaneously make sure that he sticks to him so that he always knows where this guy is while also trying to make interacting with him as uncomfortable as possible. And while we are walking over to the table where he presumably has copies of his book, or maybe it's a trap and it's a kill box, who knows? I'm guessing I'm going to find out. We'll be continuing to try and spot uh, any human or camera surveillance in the atrium. I will tell you this for free because you did roll already and you got a partial success. The complication was that Bushwhacker saw you and started talking to you. Sorry about that. I'm not trapped in here with him. He's trapped in here with me. <laughs> this is a dangerous game where you both have the same... Uh, the most dangerous game, you could say. <laughs> you could say that. So you look around and you do see, obviously, there is some um, security here in the atrium. You do see cameras that are actively kind of moving on a swivel, but you don't really see anything beyond that. It looks like fairly typical security, at least from what you can tell. Was I able to stow the bag in something of a surveillance blind spot? As far as you are aware, yes. Yeah. I'm figuring like it's not like totally out of the way, but at least someplace where it is unlikely that I was spotted by anyone but Bushwhacker. Yes. Yeah, that is your impression of it. And you follow him over to the table where there are books, not just his book. It looks like a bunch of the people who are here have written books and they're all kind of set up on little displays for people to browse and presumably purchase if they want to. He does show you a book that has a big, glossy picture of him on the cover that does, in fact, say, hunting people for sport and profit. And then he starts talking to you about it. And as you walk over to the table, you pass the punch bowl where the sorrows is standing. Julia, what are you doing once you have collected your little spider friends? Well, did they tell me anything of note that happened while I was out of the room? What do they report to the rest of themselves when they rejoin their collective hive inside of me, which just, again, looks like a, a, a cough as I swallow the spider's hole? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, of course it does. They actually, I think, do not have too much to report. I think what they will tell you is that people are very excited. Apparently, there is a special guest or a few special guests that are coming. But your spiders didn't pick up any concrete details from that. So Kingside didn't make any kind of like an additional speech or anything? Doesn't sound like it. No. Can I see where Kingside is? Did Kingside actually come down into the party or did he like make his little speech and then disappear like the Phantom of the Opera? No, he did. He is down here. He is standing a little ways off from where you are currently. But he is talking to a group of more Lotus Group scientists. And you would see Seed heading over there as well, I think. I think what the Sorrows is going to do in that case is kind of like get a little cup of punch and a little tray of crackers. They're not going to eat them because they don't do that. But just to, to go through the motions of normalcy. And then they're kind of going to drift trying to listen out if they can figure out who these special guests were in particular. If they come across maybe some people who seem more slightly out of place, like maybe other people who were invited to this thing, but they've never been to a Lotus Group event. I'm looking for those people 
to try to sidle up to. The nerds, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for people to sidle up to to uh, see what I can figure out. Very cool. So, yeah, absolutely, you can do that. I do have to ask, going through the motions of eating cheese and crackers, does that mean you just, like, put things close to your mouth and then put them back down on the plate? No. They put them in their mouth. Instant regret. But they don't chew them. (laughs) But they don't chew them or take, like... They basically, they put it in their mouth, they close their mouth, and the other spiders who are there, like, take it, and then, like, take it down, and they put it, you know, (laughs) with the things that they use for enrichment. You asked me, Will. I know. I know I did. I immediately have more questions. Is the knife for enrichment? No, the knife is actually because it's part of the hex trait, so I have to have it. That's fine. You know, I think they just like it. The the Rubik's Cube, the spiders just do the Rubik's Cube in your stomach? Okay, great. (laughs) The Rubik's Cube is for enrichment. Well, it's probably not a stomach in there anymore, to be quite honest. They've probably gotten rid of all the stuff in there. It's just a hollow cake. Cool. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, now there's... I'm sorry, I'll stop. I don't believe you. <laughs> so much there. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I know. I know you have. That's, that's good. Okay. Uh, great. Okay, cool. So you are... <laughs> need a second you are looking around the party to see if there's anybody that looks a little bit uncomfortable like they don't have anybody to talk to you're clearly trying to find one specific type of mark or target or what what have you so i think i want you to roll a tactical as well uh okay okay i got a three well that's fine you don't need to worry about marking xp or anything because that's not how advances work in fist, but you did fail your roll. So what I will say is that you look around and you don't really see anybody who looks uncomfortable. But the closest you would see is a person who is standing off by himself, and he is looking a little sullen, a little angry maybe, but he's not actively talking to anybody, and he's just kind of leaning against one of the columns. There's an air of, like, having to be there. The Soros will take it. (laughs) He looks like he's maybe in his early 20s. He has brownish, curly hair. He's dressed very plainly. Everybody around here, you see a lot of, you know, supervillain costumes. You see a lot of Lotus Group uniforms. He is just kind of in, like, a t-shirt and jeans. There is a logo on the shirt like the breast of the shirt, but you can't really make it out from where you are. I'll make my way over there. How do you approach? What do you say? I think the sorrows will walk right over and stop probably a couple of feet away, as if they're also just going to do the wallflower thing kind of standing. And then they will stop as if noticing this person here, and they will say, I'm not going to finish this. Would you like? Would you like some? This is your plate of food? Yes. He would look at you, and you would get a very strange look and, like, a raised eyebrow. Maybe a glance up and down. No. All right. If you just stand there, still, after a few seconds of uncomfortable silence, he he will say, "Do, Do you need something? Can I help you? No, I'm just... Is this boring for you two? 
Why don't you roll plus creative? <laughs> I have a negative in that. Yeah, I, I kind of have a feeling. Sentient spiders. Okay, but it doesn't matter because that's a, a, a five and a six, so that's a ten. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, for <laughs> some it. reason... For some reason, this puts him at ease, and he is going to relax slightly. Some of the tension is going to go out of his shoulder, and he's going to say, God, yeah, I mean, I I didn't want to be here in the first place, but, like, I thought it would at least be interesting. This is very boring. Seems like, like a lot of ego fluffing. Yeah. I mean, why else would you throw, like, a giant supervillain party. Hmm. It's fair. This is my first supervillain party, so I thought it would be a little bit more. Yeah, same. I guess. I don't know. I didn't really think of myself as, like, a supervillain, per se, but, like, I guess. Yeah. Why not? You got the invitation. Well, I guess I'm not either. So... Yeah, I didn't exactly get an invitation so much as I was like, I owed someone a favor. Oh, are you like a plus one? I'm like a plus three. I'm pretty sure they only actually wanted seed here. I don't know who that is. Uh, I'm. I, I don't think I'm like a plus one, honestly. I, I don't know. And then he'll like try to. He clearly is a little uncomfortable. Try to change the subject and say, "So like, what? What's your thing?" Oh, um, I'm the sorrows. Stars fired me, and uh, I took that personally. Oh, you... Right, they were talking about you earlier. You're from Interspec. Or I guess, like, you you were. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What was that like? Well, to be quite honest, this part with all the scientists standing around doing this, like, talking about their own work, I dealt with a lot of that. And then a lot of other people telling you what to do. Now only Seed tells me what to do. Scientists love to talk. Are you here with one of the scientists? No. Well, I guess, kind of. You will see his eyes glance over to Kingside. But he'll say, I am one. Or I was one. I don't know. I'm sorry, I just remembered. It's rude not to ask. What's your name? He opens his mouth like he's going to say something, and then he pauses for a second, and he clearly changes his mind and shrugs and says, Asher. Asher, it's nice to meet you. Um, you too, I guess. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not really, like, used to this. I don't... I know you don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I do think the building's interesting. I might go look at the building. Will you get in trouble if you leave? Who knows? But I don't want to be here anymore, so... The Sorrows is gonna look around as if, like, making sure they're not being watched, but is going to try to catch at least one of the other three's eyes before they leave with this child. (laughs) So that the others know I'm going somewhere. And then kind of, like, head back the way we were originally taken with sinner and stuff to try to go look at stuff. Go mess with some of these rooms we passed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? (laughs) As you are leading him out of the room, 
you would hear a voice call out and say, Asher, there you are. Come over here. And you would look over. Both of you would stop. Asher would be like, oh, God, and turn around. Both of you would turn around and you'd see Kingside has partially turned and is waving for Asher to come over to the group of scientists that he is talking to. Has Seed made it over there by now? Yes. Then I think the Sorrows will kind of like shrug at Asher and go as well, but like go more towards where Seed is. Before we get to that, Watcher, what are you doing? Watcher is just walking around. As they're moving through the crowd, they pull their wings kind of over their shoulders and they're just like running a hand through the feathers. It looks strange. It looks unnerving. It looks like they might be trying to flirt. Who knows exactly what vibe this is giving off in this moment. But they are trying to draw attention to themselves. And the best way they know to do that is with their wings. Yeah, that is extremely fair. And I think you are only wandering around for a few minutes, probably before somebody stops you. You'll hear a small voice that says, "Uh, excuse me. And when you turn around, there's a man standing there. He is on the smaller side, a little bit over five feet tall. He has these kind of big animated eyes that are made even bigger by the giant glasses that he wears, wearing like a green sweater vest over like a button down, a shirt, some brown slacks, loafers. It has this sort of shock of wiry white hair on top of his head. And Watcher will kind of look him over and then just say, oh, hello. Excuse me, I hope you don't mind me being rude, but I was curious if you wouldn't mind me asking. I, I don't I don't know you, but I am fascinated by those, well, those wings. I was wondering if I might ask you a few questions. Thank you. Uh, yes, I, I'd be happy to answer them. Uh, they are magnificent. Yes, they, they are. How did you come to possess them? Were you born with them or were they put onto you? You know, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Hmm, I see, I see. Looks a little disappointed at that. You don't, um, you don't remember anything. No, I don't. Not about that. Do you know how they're connected? Do you have a skeletal structure running through nerves? Do you feel pain in them? I do, yes. Hmm, interesting. So, per- so per- perhaps not grafted on, but s- surgically implanted, maybe? He's kind of just walking around you. Um, I apologize. I, I, uh, this is my area of expertise. Uh, Wings? Gene splicing. That sounds, that sounds very interesting. What does that involve? Well, it is interesting. What I do is I take the genetic material from different objects, and then I combine them with human beings to create something more than the individual sums of its parts. I would love to see how that works. Interesting. Perhaps we could 
step away if you'd like to to learn more and if you'd be willing to let me further examine you. I know that there are some facilities here in the complex. JD as a player knows this is a very <laughs> bad decision, but <laughs> you know what? Watcher considers that and uh, and then says that sounds wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. What, what should I call you? You can call me Watcher. What should I call you? You can call me Richard. It's not a very interesting name. Yes, well, I've never been fond of the supervillain moniker. It seems overwrought, and I, I never did pick one for my own. Not that that stopped anyone, of course. We shouldn't dally too long. There's uh, only so much time. That is a bold move to use your given name. I'm not ashamed of my work. Why would I be? I admire that confidence. I have made some magnificent creations, I will say that, but nothing quite like you. I'm interested to know more. Shall we step away? We shall. I, I have been told I am one of a kind. I'm sure you are. Watcher's going to walk off with Richard. Okay, great. Richard's going to lead you across the atrium <laughs> where you were going to pass the gathering of the Lotus Group scientists and Kingside. Seed, you've already wandered over to this gathering of scientists and their conversation, and you approach right as you hear one of them, not Kingside, say, and then I said, what did it taste like? And then he said, sour apple. And then his head exploded, and they all started laughing. <laughs> oh, been there, brother. Am I right? And I slap him a little too hard on the back. Roll plus creative. Oh, God, no. Why? Why did I do this? <laughs> um, I got a... Let me double check. I don't think I have any points in it. I got a seven. Okay, that's a partial success. So they continue laughing. You step over to integrate yourself into their conversation, and they just kind of accept it. They continue to laugh about it, but you do draw Kingside's attention. You can see that he looks over at you. Because he has the mask on, it's hard to tell what his face looks like, but he does not appear to be laughing. And when it starts to die down a little bit, he will say to you, it's Seed, isn't it? It is for now. Yeah, you know. Names like the job, it changes as it comes. But for now, Seed, Seed's like a warm shoe. You know, it fits. It's just right. You're one of our fallen inner spec agents. Well, you know, you could say that, but, but if you throw a stone in here, you, you'd hit more than one. The turnover at that place. Man. And then he gets like that middle distance Kubrick stare, just thinking about all the horse shit they've put him through. Well, we are honored that you and your former co-workers, your team, were able to join us. Your exploits over the past few weeks has been impressive. Quite a bit of damage done. Well, you know, it's like they say, grass is always greener, and we were sick of mowing these lawns and not getting the respect we deserved. And uh, honestly, I, I, I like it over here, you know? I, I, it's a new fit for me, but... 
not cleaning up after someone else's mess. You make your own hours. <laughs> Can't hate that. They all start chuckling, but a little nervously. And I'm told that you trekked up through the jungle. How was that? Uh, different. Uh, I, uh, you know, I'm not really built for that. I'm more of a get there real quick kind of person. But, you know, when you I've, I've got I've got a hell of a team and uh, it doesn't feel like work if you like who you're working with. I'm sure you're all more than capable. And maybe we'll see some of that in action later today. I mean, we would love to show you what we're capable of and what we can bring to the Lotus Group. I understand that this is kind of an audition, but, uh, you know, when you got the spotlight on us, we're going to shine. Why am I speaking solely in weird metaphor with Seed? Why am I doing this? It's a strong character choice. (laughs) He's just saying bullshit office platitudes. Yeah, strong character choice. You know, an office space character with katana. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in this conversation, it's kind of all you can do. Don't worry, I'm on my way to make it weird. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorrow's coming to save the day. Kingside nods at that. You get the, he has a, an air of being pleased and he says, I think so as well. And speaking of what people can bring to the Lotus group, I'd like you all to meet the young man that I mentioned. And he will turn slightly, look around the room, and then say, Ah, Asher, there you are. Why don't you come over here, kind of wave Asher over. See, you would see your teammate, the Sorrows, alongside of Asher. They would both be making their way over to the group at this moment. But at the exact same time that happens, Sinner would lean in and whisper something into Kingside's ear. And Kingside would lean back and look at Sinner and say, right now. Sinner nods and says, yes, a few seconds ago. Kingside says, well, gentlemen, I'm afraid I'll have to cut our conversation short for the moment. It appears our guest of honor has arrived. I'll leave you all to entertain each other. Asher, why don't you introduce yourself these are some of the top minds here at the Lotus Group and one of our new hopeful prospects. That seed will smile and give like a little wink. Kingside will step away from the group and walk out of the room. The sinner will follow shortly after, leaving you all standing around in a circle, basically with the scientist. There is an awkward pause. So, Asher, what is your deal he winces and says i don't know it's probably not really important and one of the other scientists is going to speak up and say i i don't know how you could possibly say that you're asher weston you cracked the multiversal theory now that i would be incredibly interested in And Asher looks deeply uncomfortable and says, look, I, uh, yeah, I did, uh, but like once, and it was mostly by, by accident. Kid, do not diminish what you've done. I know people who have spent lifetimes trying to find what you have figured out. I would love to bend your ear after this, if you'll have me. Sure, I guess, yeah, uh, the real question is, and he will, like, meet your gaze for the first time and look at you directly. He'll say, 
the real question is, do you really want to know what's out there? Without, like, breaking eye contact, uh, Sableen and say, I want to know that more than anything else. Yeah, we can talk, I guess. He doesn't look ecstatic about it, but we're going to cut away and I think follow Watcher, who is uh, currently being led out of the atrium. You are following Richard. You leave the main area where the party is happening. You're kind of back in that secondary atrium, except this time you see that the hangar door is up. As you are walking through, following after Richard, towards where the peeling letters read laboratories, Sinner would spot you and would call out to Richard and also sort of hurry over from where he was standing in front of the open hangar door next to Kingside. Hey, scary man. And Richard will pause. You see him, like, close his eyes, almost like he's wincing at the name, and will say, yes, Sinner, what is it? Sinner will look at you and will look at him and will shake his head, kind of roll his eyes and say, everyone has to be in the main area, guest of honors arriving. And the man that he addressed as Scary Man will, again, kind of grimace, nod begrudgingly, and will look at you and say, well, perhaps we may find another opportunity. Oh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time later. He's going to laugh a little bit at that. Uh, almost like involuntary, like he tries to choke it down. <laughs> yes, yes, perhaps we will. But let's, let's return, shall we? We wouldn't want to miss the guest of honor. No, I'm sure we wouldn't. You head back in. Shortly on your heels, you see a large number of Lotus Group personnel gathered around the hangar door. Basically, you two walk in. And you are back in the room for a few seconds, just long enough, really, for Richard to say, I'm sure I'll catch up with you later. I look forward to it. Kind of excuse himself and walk away. You're standing there, not really sure what to do, kind of looking around. You do see your various teammates in their different locations around the room. Sinner walks back in through those swinging double doors. Kingside follows shortly after him. Kingside clears his throat. Once again, people pay attention and turn around. The music doesn't stop, but it does get just a little bit quieter. He raises one hand. The last vestiges of conversation die out. Uh, if I could have your attention, I'd just like to welcome our guest of honor to this summit. And then he will turn partially with that hand that he had raised and kind of give a grand gesture towards the doors. Two Lotus Group staff members in the coats are going to open the doors so that the guest of honor does not have to himself. And through those doors steps a large man. He is not superhumanly large. He's maybe about six and a half feet tall, but he is in very good shape, as you can tell, by the fitted pinstripe suit that he wears. His skin is pale. He has dark hair that is graying on the sides at the temples in a very distinguished looking way. He's like a lantern shaped jaw, very handsome. He steps in. His face is very impassive. He looks around the room. Everybody goes even quieter 
than they had before. And Kingside says, If everyone would give a very warm welcome to our guest of honor, Tyrant. If you'd like to keep up with us and what we're up to, you can follow us on Twitter at Live from the Apoc, Instagram and TikTok at Live from the Apocalypse, Blue Sky at LiveFromTheApocalypse.com, or join our Discord community, which will be linked in the description down below. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to give us a good rating and follow the show on your podcatcher of choice. Leave a review if you're so inclined, it really does help us out so much. The donation link to our current charity fundraising campaign can also be found in the description if you'd like to help us support worthy causes. Join us for the live recordings of Academy H every other Sunday, or any of our many other ongoing live-streamed campaigns that happen throughout the week over at twitch.tv slash livefromtheapocalypse. For all this information and more, check out livefromtheapocalypse.com. As always, nothing we do would be possible without your support, and we appreciate you so, so much. Until next time. Academy H is edited by Will Malkus with music and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Dark Fantasy Studios, and Krotos Sound. Character art by at Draws on Twitter and Instagram. the note of anything can be a candy once i did discover recently that it has been independently verified by multiple sources that plutonium apparently tastes like sour apple that is knowledge we all have now i believe it (laughs) forbidden jolly rancher (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) look i've seen looney tunes and if there's anything i can say it's that anything that glows a slight green color probably tastes like sour apple Mm -hmm.